0: You're listening to The Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 27, Into the Spider-Verse, and the Internet is a Terrible Place.
1: This is The Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Mitchell.
0: watchers and welcome to episode 27 of the geek watch podcast i'm brian hatcher and with me as always geek watch's own resident geek goddess mandy Petrie. hello brian so we had just finished watching the new spider-man into the spider-verse trailer trailer number two just came out today on youtube mm-hmm. and uh, so what do you think
1: you know we got so much more of the story we got so many more characters and i've already started you know really caring about everyone and really excited for miles and what he's going to experience and but but still, the same thing that has struck me is the animation in this. It is not something that we have seen before. It is like Pixar and Japanese anime had a baby. Mm-hmm. And it's three-dimensional. And it feels like I could just reach out and grab them. It looks so cool.
0: I have to agree with you. It does kind of have that rotoscope feeling to it.
1: Yeah. It, feels
0: like, it does feel like there is some live action that they've kind of...
1: Oh, what was the Philip K. Dick movie?
0: Oh, you're talking about uh, Scanner Darkly.
1: Yes. That well, kind of... yeah.
0: Yeah, it just looks amazing. And of course, the great piece at the end is the appearance of Spider-Gwen. We've talked about Spider-Gwen before. Yes. So yeah, I mean, this movie looks amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. I cannot wait to see it. And
1: it feels, from the first trailer, I thought, this looks so dark. But it, all the, the quippy dialogue already, it feels like a good Spider-Man movie. Right back from the beginning, it feels like a Tobey Maguire. It feels like those quick, snappy dialogue that Spider-Man is known for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's got a really good mix. And, of course, we know if you've seen Spider-Man Homecoming, you know that Miles Morales' uncle, played by Donald Glover, makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. So there is a hint that Miles Morales is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And maybe with the success of this film, perhaps we'll get uh, a chance to see Miles's version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Which is, that would be awesome as well. I'd love to see that. So, I guess we'll find out. And speaking of, since we're on movie news, they just announced the sequel to Top Gun.
1: Yes, yes they did. Yes. And not just a sequel, they signed on the two big names that everyone wanted.
0: Yes, Tom Cruise is going to be there and Val Kilmer. Yes,
1: the Iceman and the Maverick are back in the pilot seat.
0: I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see how that develops. Now I know a lot of people have issues with, oh, here we go again. It's just, we're going to rehash the past, et cetera, et cetera. And I can understand that. But sometimes it is fun to revisit old films like that and to see a new take on it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, a lot of time has passed at this point. So to see how this type of movie would develop between the original Top Gun to this new one. And from what I've been reading, I've been reading a whole lot of spoilers, but apparently what they're going to be dealing with is going to be how pilots have been taken out of the cockpit and they've been replaced by drones. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so drone piloting is going to be a big issue on this. Okay. and That's interesting. Yeah, because you're going to be going old school versus new school. And so I think that's going to be a very interesting take on Top Gun. And so I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to that. Now, another movie you mentioned that I did happen to catch the trailer for was the new Jennifer Garner flick, Peppermint.
1: Right. I don't what? know about you, but I really kind of feel like this movie just came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, for the past, like, 10 years or so, Jennifer Garner has been doing a lot of, you know, the Christian, the inspirational storyteller movies. I don't, yeah. Right. And now all of a sudden she's like back to Alias, back to Electra. Oh. Yeah. And.
0: Well, hopefully not back to Electra, but <laughs> <laughs> certainly back to Alias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think perhaps the success, although maybe a little bit limited success, but success of movies like Atomic Blonde is mm-hmm. allowing her to step back into this role because, well, just in maybe in the fact that Hollywood is maybe lightening up a little bit on this idea that women who are the protagonist in a film, mm-hmm. that it makes it difficult for them to make a sale it's it's a hard sale but you know jennifer gardner th- this is going back to her roots this yeah
1: and i really and i really like that that they are allowing her these women who are you know quote unquote past their prime you mm-hmm. know the last effable day or right, you right. know it's they've you know the women who've gotten too old to play you know or you know by hollywood standards you know that thing that men never get uh just right. just women uh, but something really got me as because I know that this is a movie that my brother-in-law and my sister would really like and I I asked them I was like have you seen the peppermint trailer and they didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, Oh, my gosh, it's the Punisher with a female. And so I show my sister and my brother in law the trailer. And they're like, Oh, my gosh. And he said, I would have never thought to even watch a trailer called peppermint. But now I'm going to go see this movie. Right. <laughs> it is a bit misleading. But you know, with the story, you understand why. Yeah. But yeah, watch the trailer to peppermint. If you haven't seen it, it is Whew.
0: Oh yeah, it's amazing. Chill giving, and I'm really, I'm really looking forward to catching this film when it comes out. And so, yeah, that's good, definitely going to be interesting. So, a little bit of news because we talked about this last week, we we're talking some Walking Dead. Oh yeah. And yes. so now we've got to, it has been announced, not only is Rick definitely leaving The Walking Dead, but Maggie will also be leaving as well. Yep, uh, Lauren La- Cohen. Lauren yep. Cohen is going to be leaving. We talked about the pilot. Uh, the pilot has been picked up. And so even if it had been able to work out a contract with, with Lauren Cohen, she wouldn't have had the time to do the show anyway. So... Mm-hmm. She basically hedged her bets whether or not she was going to be able to get this, and she went and got herself another job. But I guess she basically got tired of waiting around for AMC to cut her a deal. Right. And so she went and and got her some work elsewhere, Mm -hmm. and I can certainly understand that. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And, you know, the thing about it is, and we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to rehash the whole thing over and over again, but... I know some fans of The Walking Dead are looking at, you know, Rick being gone, the first part of the next season and Maggie being gone and wondering, you know, where the show's going to be. And to be honest, I can't really blame the actors for the issue. I mean, Mm -hmm. this show's been going on for 10 years, and you've put that much time in it, you're going to get burned out. Because the thing about it is, especially with Walking Dead, the shooting schedule is very tough. Mm -hmm. It's very grueling. And if for no other reason, besides that you're doing day shoots and night shoots, but you're shooting this thing in the Atlanta sun, (laughs) which is miserable. I mean, you're either standing under a mist tent, or you're waiting to shoot your scene. It's 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 mm-hmm. extremely rough. Plus the fact that because of the physical nature of the shoot, I mean, you got to stay in shape, you got to stay healthy, and it's very tiring. It's a, it's just a very kind of a, a rough kind of shoot. Right. In the best of circumstances, and I would say when you look at say Tom Baker in Doctor Who, mm-hmm. he loved that role, absolutely loved it. But even after seven years, he had to give it up. Mm-hmm. You know, even then he got burned out. Actors are going to get burned out. You have to be willing to accept that. And you have to take that in account when you're trying to run a show. You can't just continue to run this thing, run this thing without any kind of a thought of what's going to happen if one of my main characters decides they don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I mean... When you're looking at 10 years of doing the same thing over and over again, I don't care what it is. It gets boring. It gets tedious. It gets tiresome. And yeah, I can see why any actor would want to pack their bags and and do something else, anything else at this point. I don't know if AMC took that into account, if they were even thinking about it, but they certainly should have. To me it, it again it's not a surprise that Andrew Lincoln's leaving it's not a surprise that Lauren Cohen's leaving it's I not still a still supr- don't know about about Michonne the, nobody Michonne, said anything mm-hmm. well i mean ultimately we haven't gotten a full blown announcement about people who are leaving the show mm-hmm. although it's pretty much known that, that that they are leaving but yeah i mean Michonne i don't know she hasn't been in the show as long as the others have been mm-hmm. but it's been a long time and i know that they have had to of and i think it's It'll pan out when we actually hear about it that a Brinks truck was rolled up to Norman Reedus's house and they just dumped a bunch of money to have him stay. <laughs> Because they need Aww. him Because apparently he's going to be the lead But you know mm-hmm. The thing about it is Again that I wonder He's been in the show Pretty much as uh, mm-hmm. as long as Andrew Lincoln has Right And I think he started to burn out a little bit faster Because you look at That they've started to put him in more lead stuff And they have him as the face of the show When it's like selling video games He has that role And also they gave him his own show on AMC Writing with Norman Reedus mm-hmm. And so he gets to do what he loves to do And he gets paid for it So So I feel like that was also a perk that they've kind of wheeled out to him. And believe me, I have no problems with any of that stuff. They're putting a lot on his shoulders, definitely. And you know what? Get your paper because you deserve it Mm -hmm. because you have worked really hard. You brought a lot to the show and you deserve it. I'm not sure when the new season of Walking Dead is going to come up because, of course, they don't tell us until it gets kind of close. And I'm sure, especially in the trailers, when they start coming up, that they're really going to play into the Andrew Lincoln leaving and so they want to certainly they're going to want to make an event out of it because if he's going to have to go let's have him make a bunch of money for the show while he's doing it right and so they've really got to play this thing up but my one concern but and we'll stop talking about this because it's just in a sense (laughs) it's kind of depressing but I gotta say though the one thing I'm really worried about this whole exodus is what about the children right because first of all i mean it's
1: it's becoming like a disney movie all the parents are dying
0: (laughs) yeah well judith has no family left her mom's gone well michonne will be pretty much the only one left Mm -hmm. and
1: daryl daryl is the first person to feed the baby so right so Mm -hmm.
0: he might be responsible for judith but then the other thing which is even worse is maggie is pregnant right now Mm mm-hmm so are is they Is she going
1: to die in childbirth is she yeah, going to no. take the baby and just walk off into the sunset? Yeah, well, the thing yeah. is,
0: I mean, she hasn't at this point, unless they do a time jump of a few months in this new which, season. I which mean, you
1: you talked about, what, they jumped five years in the comic books? And, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan's beard, it's like, you know, getting ZZ Top territory, so they may be wanting to do a time jump.
0: If they don't do the time jump with only six episodes, that's not going to be a whole lot of time for, for Maggie to, to come to terms. And so what I'm kind of worried about, and I know it's a horror TV show, but... I'm wondering if the audience is going to be ready for, you know, Maggie to die and take her baby with her. That's
1: so why I'm really, um, I'm hoping for like a walk off into the sunset, maybe go live with Georgie that we don't actually see her expire, that she just leaves. Like Morgan just left. Maybe Maggie needs yeah. to just leave.
0: And maybe, you know, Andrew Lincoln, they can do something like that for him as well. Maybe they can come back one day or so. I mean, it's possible. So I don't know what their plans are at this point. I'm sure the writer's room is abuzz with what do we do Mm -hmm. now, which is why I feel really bad for the new showrunner, because, man, did she inherit a mess. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, by the way, yeah, your new job? Well, you just lost two of your main characters, and one of them is your protagonist. And go. Mm -hmm, Go. Well, that's the fun of watching these shows who don't know what's going to happen next. Do you remember
1: the show um, American Gothic? In the early 90s? Oh, yes. If that seemingly happened, like, all of a sudden their protagonist switched in the middle of, like, maybe it was... did it last two seasons or just one? But their protagonist switched. Yeah. All of a sudden, I I remember little bits of it, but the main character was all of a sudden different.
0: Oh yeah, when you do a TV show, sometimes this type of thing happens and you can't help it. I mean, mm-hmm. people get kicked off of shows, and sometimes the show goes on without them. In the case of Roseanne, they just cancel the entire show. But when you're dealing with something that takes that much time and you're you're doing that much of a of a storyline, and that and it goes on as long as it does. You know, you're going to run into issues if you don't plan ahead and you really run into a problem when you run a television show where it's like you're just trying to get one season at a time and you don't really have like a beginning and an end. And Mm -hmm. again, we talked about this last week in Breaking Bad and how it had a start and an ending that was very satisfying. The Sopranos the same way, Uh, Mad Men. Bringing up, for the most part, AMC shows. When they have that type of a setup, they do it really well. And not having that kind of an exit strategy for Walking Dead, it may wind up coming to bite them in the butts in the end. Mm-hmm. And an upcoming season may be the last for them. They may figure at this point, it's time to end some storylines and then just put all of our efforts into Fear the Walking Dead. That might be what happens, mm-hmm. but we'll have to wait for the new season to find out. We will. And so... And so the last thing that, that I wanted to talk about today, and I really debated not discussing this at all because I don't know what I can do about this. All I can do is talk about it and maybe vent about it a little bit. But a couple of days ago, Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose mm-hmm. in The Last Jedi, oh, yeah.
1: De- yes,
0: she deleted her Instagram account because for months she's been getting harassed online specifically because well a lot of people gave her grief about her character in the movie that they didn't like it that it ruined the movie etc cetera, etc cetera, <laughs> which is not her fault
1: as say as if she had control over that
0: yeah she's not the screenwriter she just basically <laughs> played the role she was given but a lot of these a lot of these comments that she had to deal with talked about her nationality her weight they said she oh, was God. ugly there was there was death threats there were people are telling her she needed to kill herself again, I'm not saying it's it's all uh fans that it's all star wars fans, et cetera, et cetera. It certainly is not well
1: Josh McDermott got death threats yeah. uh the last season of of Walking Dead, so yeah. you know it's the world you know they can take things just. Way out of proportion and maybe disconnect from reality because they don't have to see this person. Mean tweets. Uh, Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. That was his original. He's like people tweet things and they forget these are real people. So he has the people read tweets about themselves and it's funny, but, but you know, the
0: thing is what I really enjoy about our connectivity today is it allows me as a fan opportunities. I never would have had otherwise. I'm a big fan of the musician and writer, uh, Emily autumn, and she's amazing. And of course, First of all, she's not the type of person that, even though she's very talented as an artist, she's not necessarily radio-friendly or terrestrial radio-friendly. And mm-hmm. so you're without having the internet, you wouldn't have an opportunity really to learn about her, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But the other thing, too, is, of course, she, she writes poetry, and I got an audio book of her reading her poetry. The name of the book is Your Sugar Sits Untouched, which is a line from one of her poems. And because of the internet, not only can I say, I just got this thing, I've been listening to it, it's amazing, I love it, but Emily Autumn can jump up on Twitter and go, oh, you really liked it, that's awesome. Yes. I never would have had the opportunity to to give praise to an artist. And as an artist, you know this, is that we tend to work in the shadows. You know, we as writers and and painters, we tend to work by ourselves. You know, when we're on stage, we are kind of working with other people, but the majority of our work is done on our own. Mm You know, sometimes we do get to, to perform in front of an audience, but if you're working in front of a camera, if you're writing a book or poem, you know, you're doing a video or whatever, the artist is cut off from the audience. So you don't get that feedback. And so having the opportunity to just basically be able to say to somebody, hey, I really enjoyed your work, you know, for an artist, that, I mean, that mm-hmm. can be oxygen because you don't usually get right. to see the reactions. You know, you're, you're basically creating on faith. And so being able to have that opportunity to be able to do that is amazing. The problem is it also allows trolls to for be everyone, able to just, just throw dirt on somebody. Yeah,
1: for every one, this meant so much to me and I loved it. You get 10, kill yourself, get plastic surgery. And, well, you know, uh,
0: I, you know, I don't even know if, that's, if it's like one, you know, 10 bad things for every one good thing. I think it feels that way mm-hmm. because those are the voices that tend to be the loudest. You know, but it only takes like one or two people to to spam somebody's Twitter account or Instagram account or go on their Facebook and just absolutely just continue to to trash them. What's kind of weird about the whole thing to me is that the conventional wisdom on all this stuff is, well, you got to develop a thick skin. You know, you have to learn that this is, you just have to learn how to deal with this stuff because it's just the nature of our world. And maybe that's true, but it's a shame that it is. Yes, Mm mm-hmm. And I can't, and I'm not going to say that this is just in movie fandom because certainly anybody who knows anything that's going on in sci-fi fandom and things that's been going on with the Hugo Award and the Nebula Award, and I'm not going to go into all the details about that ugly thing. And we've mentioned Gamergate and all that stuff that's been going on. The internet has allowed people to have the power to accelerate and to amplify their prejudices and their hatreds Mm -hmm. to a point where I think it seems a lot bigger maybe than it is, but it's Definitely enough. And I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying this, and I'm going to say this till my dying day. And if only one person, if one person hears this and goes, you know, I think you're right about this, that's fine. If just one person Mm -hmm. changes it, that's fine. But we, and I'm saying this as a a white male, is that having different voices in our fandom is important. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that as a white guy who's, and I'm saying it selfishly. I'm not saying this because I'm being magnanimous. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this because I think, well, it's just fair. You know, I've had my turn. Let's let a girl do this. No, it's that if female voices, if people of color, if their voices are silenced in fandom, I, as a fan, lose out. The highest grossing film of 2018 right now, so far, is Black Panther. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you, if you don't have those African-American actors, writers, director, you don't have them able to contribute, if they're shut out, then we don't get that movie at all. Great. And one thing, and I, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but it's worth bringing up, the only reason that we have Star Trek at all is because of Lucille Ball.
1: Right. You know, yes. because mm-hmm. nobody
0: wanted to put that TV show up until Lu Studios and Lucille Ball in particular said, well, hey, we're going to take a chance with this. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she was already smart enough to know, because this, this was with the, the Lucy show. She was smart enough to know, everybody else is doing things on tape. I'm going to put all my stuff on, on film because if, that'll give us the chance of showing this again in reruns. And I mean... There weren't reruns on television. Right.
1: No such thing as syndication.
0: There was no such thing as any of that stuff. And so, because she was forward-thinking enough, one, to realize that maybe syndication could be a thing and a show could last beyond its time on -hmm. television, that it could come back. And the fact that she saw something in Star Trek that was phenomenal and was worth taking a chance on, that's why we have Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So... If Lucille Ball, Lucy Ricardo, was told, Hey, look, this is science fiction. You're a chick. We don't need you here. We don't get Star Trek. Right. These aren't unique stories. This is a story that's being told over and over again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's easy to forget how people of color, how women have been able to contribute to our fandom and all kinds of different fandoms. Without those voices, our fandom suffers. And I hope one of these days, maybe we can outgrow all this let's be honest I mean right now the strength of Star Wars is the fact that it's such a prestigious IP is that we're able to get people I mean really good actors
1: who want who to want do. to do mm-hmm. this show
0: but the thing is if we get to a situation if it happens that that the fandom just gets to a point of toxicity where an actor is just going to look at and say you know that looks like that'd be a fun role but i just don't want to deal with all the baggage that comes along mm-hmm. with it we suffer You're right i mean even the people the, the people who call themselves star wars fans that are shoveling the most dirt on people because things <laughs> didn't go the way that they wanted it to go or whatever and they're going on people's instagrams and just spamming them with just the masters. Yeah, I'm sorry it
1: didn't match your fan fiction.
0: Yeah, well, but at the same time, what happens if Disney's like, it ain't worth it, and they just Mm -hmm. stop making the films? They can do that. Because let's be honest, Solo, even though it's the number five top-grossing movie of 2018, Hmm. uh, because of how expensive it was to make, it's not even breaking even. And so they've got some stuff on the docket. The Marvel movies are making a heck of a lot more money. And so... They could very well say, well, maybe we need to cool our jets on Star Wars once we, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe we get the, we get episode nine in and then we just, we, we chill it for a while Mm -hmm. and let things calm down. And if that's the case, then guess what? Star Wars fan, you don't have to worry about the movies not going your way because you're not going to get any.
1: No more movies for you.
0: As a society, because of the power of the internet, we have been given a lot of power. Mm Mm-hmm. But all you geeks out there, especially the Spider-Man fans, you know what I'm about to say. With great power comes comes great great responsibility.
1: responsibility. Thank you, Uncle Ben.
0: Yeah. We have to understand, as a fandom, our fandom isn't always going to go the way we would have done it. But at the same time, if our stories, if the stuff that we're into, if it does go exactly the way we were expecting it, what's the fun in that? It's not enjoyable. It's like, oh, I know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. So there's no fun in that. There's no enjoyment in it. And so what's the point? If fandom becomes too toxic, it's going to kill the stuff that it claims to love so much. And, you know, who are we going to have to blame for that but ourselves if that happens? You know, when you have those different voices, that allows us to expand our fandom. Mm-hmm. Because in any art form, the strength of it is what, how many new people you can get in to give it a different spin. When you're in a situation where it's very restrictive and not that many people get into it, then the art form tends to stagnate, you know. And I can see that happening with any fandom that isn't willing to have different viewpoints, different voices coming in and giving their view. Because the truth is, a story written by a woman, a story written by a person of color, those stories aren't just women's stories. They're not just people of color stories. They're human stories. and they're human stories, and which means that as a human being, even though I may not be a woman or I may not be a person of color, these are stories that can resonate with me as well. And so Hollywood for the longest time said, hey, you know, you can't do a black movie and it'll carry overseas. Well, well, Black Panther did. And it you didn't have to be wrong. Yeah. They didn't have to sacrifice anything or whitewash anything. Mm-hmm. And nobody had to translate anything to mm-hmm. me. I mean I hear about stories like Kelly Marie Tran and it kind of breaks my heart because mm-hmm. I think not just because she had to deal with this issue but I think the ramifications of of this situation we haven't felt the full thing of it yet I think mm-hmm. that this is definitely is I mean this is the butterfly effect I think that this is going to hurt things down the road and I wasn't a big fan of Ghostbusters, but the grief that that Leslie Jones took over it was absolutely uncalled for. And probably the main reason why we're not going to see another Ghostbusters movie is because, I mean, is it worth it? And as long as fandom is so hell-bent on eating itself, we're all going to lose for that. And so I don't know what it's going to take to turn things around, but... Hopefully it'll happen someday. Otherwise, you know our world is going to be uh, a lot less fun. It's going to be a, a, yeah. a we'll have a lot less to enjoy, and so. And oh well, that's a here's a good way of ending the show, just on a oh, kind yeah. of a depressing note. <laughs> but next week. Uh, I would say by then, I'll have a chance to catch Hereditary. And I've been hearing a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. about it. If you uh, watch it as well, we'll get a chance to discuss it. And I'm sure there's going to be some more geek news, hopefully better news than what we had this week. Because it's not all depressing, but man, there was some depressing stuff. There were some
1: kicks to the gut. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so for Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher, reminding all the geek watchers out there that we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging jay production.